have the music playing in my head for our intro. I always have that funky <laughs> slap. Yeah. I feel like it's my, like, if there's anything I wish were real in my life that's in movies, it's, it's that intro music. And that's an old joke, but I just think it would be so dope. Just, and I know that, you know, people have fucking Bluetooth. I get it. But I'm talking about that everybody in the room could hear. Yeah. You know, if if I walked into a room and, you know, if they all have Bluetooth speakers and just my channel sort of invades it a little bit and they immediately look towards the door and they can see me just, you know, that that's your song step going. That's, yeah. that's the theme song. That'd be good. It always makes me happy. We have a good theme song that was made by my man, Mitch, who we had on the episode last week. That was a lot of fun. Mitch, I know you're listening because you edit our stuff and you should know Becky and I want you to be ours. We're going to send you little candy hearts that say, please be mine. Mine are going to be a little bit dirtier than that, but you'll get them. She'll clean them off. She just dropped them for a second. Yeah. Totally fine. (laughs) Now we had a good episode last week. We, we are still going through the uh, mourning period of missing our good friend Brando and wish him well. Even though he's kind of a bitch, a little bitch sometimes. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But we miss him. We love him. And he's going to have a lot to do with what we say. If you haven't figured it out, we're back for another episode. Episode 62 of the BBX Brevity Box in play. A podcast, as you know, about any and almost everything. A lot of hot takes in one place. Right now, it's me. It's also Becky with that great hair. Again, Becky, it's good to have you back. Good to be back with you. We're not going anywhere, guys. It's really good to be here. We look forward to it every week. And this week, we look forward to it because of crazy news that we're not going to get crazy into deep about it because it's, I don't know, a little controversial and touchy. But as Mm -hmm. we're kind of on the back end of a monumental, although depending, I guess no no matter what, there's people on every side that feel like this gun legislation is disappointing. We could talk about that, but we're not going to. Uh, we could talk about uh, Judge Clarence Thomas of the Supreme Court and his opinions about overturning Roe v. Wade in the last couple of days. And Becky, we're not going to talk about that either, are we? No. His, not, his, uh, not too much. They need to not ask him questions is basically what it comes down to. <laughs> Keep him away from Keep him away from things. computers and microphones. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and so we know it's uh, easy to get opinions out there, but, you know, we're not, I thought we'd take an opportunity to talk about maybe why we don't get into that stuff. You know, our our show is a little bit more lightly conversational without getting into the super deep. Maybe we should do like a, like a super serious BBX, serious BBX, three hours of pure conversation. Of just you talking to yourself. Yeah, like I'll play all roles. How you doing? I'm fine. Today yeah, we no. have our guest: single C, double C, and triple C. <laughs> Don't trust triple C. He's a liar. <laughs> Guy owes me money. It's just that, yeah, like no, a, uh, the meme of the spider, the Spider Men, where they're all like, it's like three of them, and they're pointing at each other. It's what it's classic like. meme. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They're all pointing blame at the other person. I'm the real one. No, I'm the real one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you know, um, Becky, we were having a conversation earlier about that. You know, the we want to we're going to put this in the context of 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 why doing a podcast is sometimes stressful for people, and 
and without you know putting any spin on it it's part of the reason that brando felt like he was better taking a step away you know and we kind of support that and understand that you know we're we have a a lot of interest and faith and we put a lot of time into creating this podcast but we also have jobs and lives and people and unfortunately that that fear of getting canceled can be the same thing as fear of getting fired from a job Mm -hmm. that might be always watching (laughs) (laughs) read your code of conduct folks Yeah. So it's, um, you know, there's definitely opinions there to be had. And a lot of times if somebody's, you know, maybe this happens to friends that, you know, you know, because I think everybody has some pretty passionate opinions about things going on right now. If, if you see somebody on your friends list on Facebook that maybe isn't chiming in on everything, consider for a second that maybe it's, it's not because they don't care, you know, um, (laughs) <laughs> it's not because they don't care. It's not because they doesn't bother them. You know, I just think that lately, if you say worked in a uh, situation where your employer was super right wing Christian, and maybe you didn't agree with that and you were posting it all over social media and they thought that was a code of conduct violation and you were let go of that, that's, that's a bad thing. We don't want that to happen yeah. either. Right. So that's that's why we don't go too deep on on those kinds of things. What we're going to spend our time talking about, <laughs> for example, and slightly correlating, maybe a bit a week shy of of the old bread here, but we wanted to talk about Jack Del Rio mm-hmm. and his comments on Twitter and why people were in an uproar about him getting fined for them. And this sort of touches onto what we were saying a moment ago uh, about, you know, having to worry about your code of conduct per your employer paying attention to your social media. Obviously, none of us are going to be as famous as Jack Del Rio yet. 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 There's still hope. There is still hope. But if you don't know, uh, we talk about football a lot. We're both sports fans here. You're welcome, Mitch. This will be fun for you. Uh, <laughs> in, <laughs> in the NFL, every team has a coach. Every team has offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, uh, if you didn't know. And Jack Del Rio has been a coach in the past, and he's a veteran football player, knows a lot about football. And he is currently a defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. I, I hate that, right? that name. I hate that I also name. do not like that name. I don't it like the name they the chose. Red Wolves. It would have been much better. The Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been good. They could have kept the color. I mean, just Wolves would have been much better. <sighs> so many problems with dance. I think Snyder's punking us all. He's just being do you think do you think if he gets like booted, they would change the name again? Or do you think it's I don't know. expensive at this point? I think they're in it for the long run with the commanders. If they leave the city, maybe. Right. But I think they're in it for the long run. But so the, what we're going to talk about is um, we're going to dance around the particular subject matter about this and specifically talk (laughs) about the fact that he gets fined. Um, So Jack Del Rio, defensive coordinator of the Washington commanders on his Twitter account decided that he would make a comment about the January 6th 
hearings and the committee overseeing those hittings, uh, hearings, the congressional committee. Now, without going into his particular opinion about it, he clearly was equating different events and wondering, you know, why sir, he took a very, very specific point of view that's most commonly aligned with right side of the aisle thinking. Yes. Uh, and I'm sure he's gotten it from watching a lot of Fox News. No criticism on its face on that. When a lot of people get upset because he also he had gotten fined a hundred thousand dollars for his comments saying basically making light of what had happened in Washington on January sixth and also trying to say that it was suggesting it was just a waste of time and politically aligned. Um, and that was before the hearings really got started. I think since then, if you've been paying any attention to them, at the very least, you would say not a waste of time. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think we can, we can, regardless of what you think about anybody, uh, you, you can't, after paying any attention to them, simply write them off as a waste of time. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you should, if you haven't, you should definitely watch them. Uh, very, very informative. And, Educate uh, yourselves. Yeah. And also keep in mind, most of the people that are there giving the information, their testimonies are coming from people that were directly involved with right there in the situation and almost every single one of them Republicans. Uh, So definitely not uh, some big scam game going on. You should check it out. Anyhow, Jack Del Rio makes a comment about how he thinks they're, uh, you know, not was just a dust up, I think was his reference to it. Mm -hmm. And then very quickly following that, he gets fined a hundred thousand dollars, which starts an uproar about free speech on Twitter and uh, high accusations of the NFL trying to muzzle free speech. Um, yeah. So I think Jack Del Rio is entitled to think whatever he wants. Yes. I think most of the time when we talk about these kinds of things where I land right off the bat is th- you gotta you gotta imagine first off if he wants to go and say that to a room full of people that's his business his family his friends exactly but you can have literally taking a loud horn and blurting it across the planet at least in this case let's just let's just think that maybe it would be entirely exclusive to just nfl fans just nfc east fans that's millions of people Mm mm-hmm that it's going to get to. And, and here's the thing. If you're at all, Jack Del Rio has got to be an intelligent enough man to know that he's purposely no, he knows he's going to divide his, the room. Yeah. So he's drawing attention to him. He's definitely going to draw negative attention to him. And that's going to draw negative, negative attention to the team too. And be a distraction mm-hmm. to, because what's, what's Ron Rivera, the coach, what do you think he's getting asked at a, you know, uh, OTA after practice press conference? It's not exactly right. <laughs> right. It's not how, how do you Wentz. feel about the January 6th trials? Do you share Jack Del Rio's opinion? What are you going to do with Jack Del Rio? Exactly. It becomes a distraction for the team. Now, why are we bringing this up? Do we, and why am I carefully not articulating exactly what he said? Because I don't want to get in a moment of talking about opinions of his point of view. I'm not mm-hmm. criticizing the man for having an opinion. I don't agree with what his opinion was. If you want to find out, it's out there. You can read it. But mostly, I think this is non-controversial and very simple. 
Twitter at this moment, maybe it's what Elon Musk wants to make it. And he thinks it's the town square. It's a business. Horrible place. Right now, it's a business. It's a virtual forum. And there's nothing that says it's the same thing. It might feel like the same thing to some people. It's not. So that's why they can ban or restrict people. I, I, I would like there to be a completely open forum for those kinds of things. But even if there were, even if there could be no censorship on Twitter, you'd still have situations like what Jack Del Rio's in. Or mm -hmm. like if you're a working, if you read your code of conduct nowadays and most, most employers, you f see right there clearly that there is a lot of times there's going to be references to your social media. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're going through the job hiring process, they, they ask for your socials. They will look at your socials mm -hmm. and you read about it all the time where people lose their jobs because of pictures they got had taken in Vegas, you know, right. or, I mean, do we need to bring up what I'm happened like in it. Jacksonville? Oh, I don't know what happened in Jacksonville. Yeah, you do with the coach last year. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's I sort like of. I like to block that out because that's not the Urban Meyer that I love. That's what a lot of people said. But that's the Urban Meyer that got busted yeah. grinding up against that college grad <laughs> at a bar. Um, not not the greatest look, but that social media distracts from yes. the efforts of the team. It's He's part of a business. Those teams are a business. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's controversial, but it's made controversial. Well, I think right. if people would look at it a different way and people would understand, you know, I was always raised to, you know, you take a job with someone or you do something for someone or you play a sport for your high school. When you put your uniform on, you're representing that high school or that job. Granted, you might not share all of their opinions um, or what the company stands for. But you took a job with them. So anytime you're in that suit or in that, in a capacity of, you know, like a public interview or using your, you know, your personal social media that's tied with your team, you know, if you have your team's name, you know, in your profile or whatever, that's tied to your team too. So I think people just don't think about the ramifications and repercussions that that could potentially come from that you're representing your company like they have every right to fire you or you know because you signed that piece of paper well i just think it so i think of it in very similar ways maybe this is exactly the same way i maybe just worded differently but yeah i think it's your choice on how to do that so the mm -hmm. two of us for example have a totally different um outlook on yes. it because of our situation. And and I say that about my wife too. Both of you, you can't be a nurse where you're absolutely like independent contracted 1099 nurse. I know that probably exists and I'm short sighting it, but for this example, I'm saying you go into a situation where you have to go by the guidelines of your license. You have mm -hmm. to go by the guidelines of the state that you're working in in case you're a travel nurse or you got to go more, more directly with your employer. And some of these groups are very big with a lot of power. And mm -hmm. some of them are, they're like all over the political map, just like you would expect. And none of them want you to be a distraction. 
Yes. So it's all outlined, right? So if you're uh, that kind of an employee, a pharmacist, a pharmaceutical tech, a nurse, an MA, a PA, a dental assistant, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, a surgical assistant, you're working under the umbrella. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To to your point, even custodial staff, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you're not going to, you cannot have that be... Um, just because that is, that is commonplace. So it seems ridiculous to think someone in a position like Jack Del Rio wouldn't know that. Like certainly his employment contract has some of the same shit. Please don't say crazy (laughs) attention grabbing material on social media. We would really appreciate your participation here. And Jack Del Rio (laughs) is just like, no. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wouldn't it, he's of that age though, where you kind of wonder that maybe he just thought he was sending a text to somebody else and didn't know it was entirely social media. I also you know, question if it was TikToks. really him or not. But you know what I mean? Like he doesn't yeah. realize it's not texting. Like he's like, hey Mike. Slays <laughs> <laughs> out his opinion. Doesn't realize he's got millions of people seeing it, right? Like it yeah. just no, occurred that, I mean, to him when sense. he got the news. Yeah. I I just I have very strong feelings about it. Just because and it, it even goes back to like how you started the show. You know, your friends I've had friends this last week um get on me about not posting, you know, and I'm like, just because I don't post something doesn't mean I'm not doing anything. Doesn't mean I'm not researching, doesn't mean I'm not supporting, you know, doesn't mean I'm not making phone calls, doesn't mean I'm not you know, giving my money to certain um, organizations. But why? Well, and, and this has been my big protest against, like, this is where I don't get involved with social media like I should. Like, for mm-hmm. a long time now, long years and years, I yeah. probably should have been on social media for the efforts of growing awareness about this podcast, about the Ruminations Radio Network, which I totally forgot to plug at the beginning of the show. Um, you know, they're only the people that make this possible. Ooh, it's shit, a good we're in thing trouble. to forget. <laughs> <laughs> no, but can we rewind know, and just insert it here and then Mitch can edit it? <laughs> I'm gonna do a live read in the middle just to be like, I'm so sorry. sorry um, but I was ready to was ready to get on there. Um uh, yeah, no, but I mean it, it's it's one of those things where I am having to accept these things as a changing environment because you know, in when Facebook was new, I was on there expressing my own simple opinions, thinking I was having a private, almost private, I guess I didn't pay it any mind whether it was private or public, having a conversation between me and somebody I knew pretty well. That was a political disagreement that we've had a million times in person and in the end laughed about or just finished watching the game or whatever. And because it was posting on my page on Facebook and other people could see that conversation going back and forth, people just sort of jumped in and started chiming on and it became, you know, pretty hot, volatile in a short period of time Mm -hmm. where people were getting genuinely angry at each other and not directly to me, but it definitely wore me off of like, well, why do I need to do this? I'm just going to go to that dude's house. Right. Like, or I'm going to see that guy anyway. Um, and I didn't use it for a good solid 10 years. And then I got back on it, said hi to everybody. It was cool for about a week for me. And then I totally lost interest. Right. And, and it's because I, 
you know, I lose connection with the desire to want to let everybody know whatever. And that's mm-hmm. not a criticism. I I know that it would be better if I had some level of that. And I am trying to get myself to a point where I'm doing there's that. So and all this new puppies. information with puppies. And so there's so many cute puppies that you're missing out on. Oh, right. I, I mean, there's a lot that I'm missing out on. But, you know, we, we had an episode uh, not too long ago where we were talking about this, where the Chris Pratt social media declaration mm-hmm. of love and appreciation for his wife and his daughter went viral and people were criticizing him because, he, you know, he, they interpreted it as him throwing shade at at Anna Faris and, and the child they have together. And my complaint at that time is still sort of where I'm at right now is like, why would, like, if I wanted to protest my endless or protest, profess my endless love to my wife and, and give her these like paragraph of how great she is, I, it would never occur to me that I needed to be sure everybody saw that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like my mind would immediately go to, this is a personal thing. I'm not criticizing somebody who thinks I want to share this with the world. Okay. That's just one of those moments where I, I'm missing that trigger. Mm-hmm. I'm missing that thing to go, Oh, you know where this would be good is on my Instagram profile or whatever. <laughs> you know, I just said this to my wife. Aren't I great? <laughs> like, that's how I see it. I, and it might be a different thing where you share it together. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I know there's a lot of things I'm overlooking. Um, but that was my complaint then is why do I, I don't have that itch to scratch of needing to tell my fan base. I don't have a fan base, but if You're I were Chris fan. Pratt, I can't imagine me, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? Like if I were yeah. Chris Pratt, I wouldn't go, you know, who needs to know this? My millions of fans. You're right. I want to exactly. let, you know, that just seems like a little, there's some thirst there that I don't really understand or appreciate. And the same thing with Jack Del Rio. Like, that's why it's easier for me to think that the dude's like, I'm just going to send this text to my one friend, not realizing that Twitter's this broad social media thing. Because if he knows about it, then it seems like the only impetus to want to post an opinion about a very politically charged situation is that you want everybody that thinks the way you do to sort of take cues, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Or you want to stir the pot, you know, I mean, look, maybe he wanted to stir some shit up. All right, cool. I know those guys. I'm not faulting anybody, but you also know that's, you're purposely reaching out to all those people. Your job is yeah. going to pay attention. Yeah. Right? Especially like if you went on Facebook right like now. Key player. Say again? I said, especially when you're like a key player in an organization. Oh, when yeah. The face. defensive coordinator. Yeah. Of a when team. When they see you every to- Sunday. Well, and that's the other thing, right? You never know how that's, if you're a head coach or just a team leader of any capacity, it doesn't matter. You could be the manager of pick your business, construction crew, fantasy, or not fantasy football, uh, any small business, Sherwin-Williams, McDonald's, big businesses, all the way up to being a, a chief executive. If you're saying things publicly that your team doesn't agree with, how productive are they going to be for you? Exactly. Yes. Silent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it seems kind of a shitty thing to say, but it really sounds like a, it's starting to sound like a 60s football movie. We want production. This is about wins. <laughs> I don't care. Get what your you head out that. that. 
Get your head in the game. Get your head in the game, Jack Del Rio. Yeah. So, and I didn't, I needed to kind of, I digressed from my point about the difference between your regular employment. I've been self-employed. So I've been a 1099 employee for people who hire me to be a part of their group. Mm-hmm. There's different capacities I can do that. I've also simply been an independent contractor where I can go and write up a contract and have the ability to do um, up to a certain level upgrades and remodels, some interior design for homes. And I've done that for a long time. Now, recently, I've decided that that's, you know, after living in a a hurricane valley of consistent damage and flooding i've decided not really where my heart is in in that industry so i started looking into other employment for the first time in a long time of being independent oh wow and i've i have come into a lot of these you know pre-screen interviews and things that you've kind of come across in the wording of those agreements are things about your social media Mm-hmm. Are you okay with us looking up your social media? Like they, they're already going to be seeking out permission for that kind of thing. That's why you make everything private. And you right. don't friend new people unless you know. Of course, I don't know person. how I'm going to look to people, right? Like they're going to go, okay, how old are you? And how long have you been doing this? And what's your social, what's your social media footprint? And it's so small. They're going to go, what's this guy hiding? Where are the bodies? I don't think they think like that. <laughs> I don't think they'll think like that. <laughs> well, I mean, because it's not like I don't know what they are, right? But they're yeah. not going to find much. You I don't mean, have a TikTok nothing. where you do TikTok dances. I kind of wish I did now, but no, I, I don't. Just, listen, I want the free stuff that those people get. The PR boxes. What do I got to do to get those? You have to get the views. It's basically a hundred thousand views to kick open the door, from what I understand. But it's about being likable and popular, you know, and or doing something that people want. Because I'm likable and popular. Visuals definitely, I think, a way to tap into it. Our YouTube awaits us, and look, (laughs) that should be where we go at some point, right? We should be able to have a video part of this because we do make a lot of visual references and i'd love to see jack del rio's ugly mug and the commander's sad logo on the screen while we're talking about this stuff (laughs) because we could easily do a little funny ass make-believe news thing with a chiron on the bottom how fucked up is this (laughs) you know but but we're we're making a point right it's it's not (laughs) this just in we stop everything (laughs) screen tear yeah, I, I mean, um, I think we're just kind of making a point that, you know, I guess we've made a couple of points. If somebody on your social media feed doesn't say anything, it doesn't necessarily mean they don't have an opinion. They might just have a job that they're kind of like, oh, shit, they're probably looking at. Like, you know, if people who work for Catholic Archdiocese right now are all oh God, scrubbing yeah. the shit out of their social media. <laughs> like yeah. the minute the roadway row decision dropped, people right. are just going through their backlog. Like, delete, 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 <laughs> delete. I got to delete my Panama vacation. <laughs> oh, Cabo. Shoot. <laughs> I forgot about that picture. Yeah, I mean that you got to know people were doing that across the country, right? Mm-hmm. Just trying to make sure they were scrubbed free of anything. 
And I, I don't think it means anything. I, it, you know, the latest thing that's been on my mind is I remember when I was a kid and you grew up in the Midwest. I grew up a lot of times either Dallas or New Orleans um, mm-hmm. for the most part. And I remember being told that the two things you don't talk about when you're at a guest or out to dinner was religion and politics. Yes. And I remember just thinking, and as, you know, as a kid, I didn't think it was me being stupid, but I was like, that's stupid. No, you just don't talk about it. But now I did not have a conversation with my parents about like their political affiliations until recently. Like my mom (laughs) was very like, We'd ask her who she voted for, and she would go, that's none of your business. We don't talk about that. Yeah. So and I it made sense. Those kinds of environments too. It made it, sense. Look, it, it makes sense, but the criticism to them for not taking the time to go into some explanation about conversational dynamics, maybe they couldn't, but still, it would have been helpful if they could have gone and explained why these like tenets of 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 these kinds existed at all because oh, it does make it yeah like you you know they just told you not to do it and of course i'm sure the way we were both well my mom explained it to me when i was lucky. of the age to understand like she would be like this is you know your voting is your right if you don't want to talk about it you don't have to talk about it and I, Texas, I was like people oh. were uh Outspoken about being Southern Baptist, but really hush hush about who they voted for. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like they would sit there and say, like bold, the the boldest person, and then you would ask them who Who they vote for. That's look over there. That's (laughs) private. We don't talk about that here. Yeah. Change the subject. Well, before I go into regaling you about what I've learned on my job certs, let me take a well-earned break and let you know that Brevity Box is brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. And what is the Ruminations Radio Network? Well, it's a collective of very entertaining podcasts brought to you by talented hosts who really put together incredible work. And they put a lot of time into it. Now, if you want to see the variety of the roster we have to offer you to listen to, take up a lot of your free time and entertain you while doing it, go to our website at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. We'll put something out that'll help you spell it if you're struggling, but it's not hard. You can Google it. You'll find it. (laughs) You'll see a lot of different things on there, whether you like movies, games, horror movies, uh, retrofuturist culture. What is retrofuturist culture? Well, we have a podcast called Retrofuturist Culture for you to check it out, see what it is. You're going to be entertained. You'll be surprised how many things you love that are a part of Retrofuturist Culture. We've got Blue Rose Task Force, which if you get the name right off the bat, or maybe you just know that you were a Twin Peaks fan, you need to check out this new podcast for us as well. So there's a lot to offer. Check out the website. There's also different opportunities and ways you can support us there on the website. But the easiest thing for you to do right now is simply subscribe, get notifications when we come out with a new episode on your favorite place to listen to podcasts, whether that's uh, Spotify or iTunes or anywhere, frankly. We hope you like what we're doing. We'll keep making more. Okay, back to the show. Yeah, so I... um. I have been putting out my resume, which is also weird 
because I haven't had to make a resume. You know, did you use like a resume builder? I totally did because I was overthinking it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I, I was trying to figure too much out that I really didn't have to do. So I ended up at a resume builder. But again, even the resume builder is not, it's not really built for somebody who's been, um, a small business owner right? for a long time. Right. It's, it's really built for if you, if they make it easy because you can click little bullet point statements about your job description that are all developed from people that have worked inside a structured, like I work in this office under these people in that work group. You, you know, know what I do for the work descriptions on my resume? I pull up <laughs> my job, my babies. job description. No, I pull up my job description, like how they have it on the um, job posting. And I copy and paste it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't have, I mean, look, I want, I, I just didn't know how to do that. I also didn't mm -hmm. know a resume looks different now than when I last had to put together a resume. You know, like it, there's definitely a little bit of a different format to it than oh, there yeah. was, say, I can see that. 15 yeah. years ago. But yeah, I used a, a I did. I, I, I used one. I forgot which one I used or I'd plug them. They weren't that great. I mean, they're awesome. I got a simple resume together. My my wife helped me because I was really, like I said, I was overthinking it. Yeah. You know, and, and I do that shit. Like, you can't ask me a simple question without... <laughs> me just breaking it down into 15 just answer answers. the question <laughs> exactly so they you know even on the resume builder they're like tell us about your last job and that's really difficult for you to sort of encapsulate into a simple thing right. because i had to go i mean even what i did was like, more I difficult to explain myself <laughs> right and well it's not only that but it's like if i were singularly focused in what i did Mm -hmm. It would be easier. Like if I had a flooring company, I could say we did flooring. We did these types of flooring. You know, like I could. Listen, I could at just, least you don't lie about it. Uh, about flooring? About having like your own contracting business. Oh, no. That's, See, that's the you're other already thing. 10 like, points ahead of a couple of my exes. So. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, a small break to hear about one of these. How did you know? How, <laughs> tell us about the lie and tell us how you found out they were lying. I was helping him do his resume because he's like, oh, I want this uh, pipe fitter job or I don't remember some kind of, you know, pipe fitting or something here. Something. And I was like, okay, what's your previous job experience? And he was like... <laughs> He goes, Navy SEAL. And I go, that's a lie. You know you weren't one of those. <laughs> you he didn't said pass. Navy SEAL? Yeah. He did the course. Like, he did the um, training thing that they do, but he never made it. He never got, he got, never got passed. Yeah. Because he had anger that night issues. on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> anger well, issues. Do, right? And um, he didn't like being told what to do. Sounds like a perfect candidate to be in the military. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'll put military on there. So I put military on there for him. And I was like, but I'm not putting Navy SEAL. I'm like, no. And then he's like, and then I did my own um, contracting business. And I was like, do you have an LLC? And he's like, what's that? And I was like, then you didn't have a business. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you have an LLC? What's that? What's an LLC? <laughs> no, I just did it. He's like, I just did work for people. And I was like, that doesn't mean you have a company. I was like, I can't do this yeah. for you anymore. I was like, you're on your own. You're on your own, bro. Well, how can you even make that state? You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. Listen, <laughs> I've talked about him before. It's not my brightest moment. I was dickmatized. Hey. Okay. <laughs> you guys are so forgiving. You just, you, I swear, you probably knew he was full of shit from the jump. Oh, you were I, like, oh, I knew he was full of shit. He told me he was a Navy SEAL, and I was like, bullshit. <laughs> but I still, I was like, I was game. Like, I was I'm like, a Navy you can SEAL, but that's $15.50 for your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You can live at my house rent free on my couch. That's fine for a year. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Ouch. And bring other girls into my house, but. Oh my God! Yeah. You here's the thing. At this point, you just need to consider an episodic screenplay. You know <laughs> where it's literally your growth as seen through these things in your relationship, uh, and then you have to have it narrated like by Sybil Shepherd, right? Oh that be epic. <laughs> Where she's just like talking about what she learned, but constantly bad mouthing shitty men, like the whole time through. I think I would want um, Kim Cattrall because she has a pretty sexy oh, voice. That yeah, she really does. God, yeah, I'd pick. She her. was so spectacular in Mannequin. <laughs> I think that she was <laughs> so many young men's dream girl because of Mannequin. One hundred percent. And then the only, I don't even know that guy's name, sadly, that actor that was in the movie Mannequin, but he's also in Weekend at Bernie's, right? And you kind of oh, yeah. just remember the face. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Can't remember. Another total name. change of subject for me. So anyhow, I, I apply for a few of these jobs. Uh, the best quote advice I heard from a friend who we both know was I was I was going through my head because I had been set up for a video like a virtual interview. First off, they made me sign something that said, "Could they look at my social media stuff or mm -hmm. look at my?" Pro I was like, "Yeah, I don't care." And then you take a simple exam it's for an insurance company. I won't totally tell who it was, uh, you know, because I thought, "Hey, I can be claims. I can work something. Maybe get yeah. into that." area of work not a bad idea um especially pertaining to like home claims home right because you company. understand and i've done i've had to work a lot within my parents insurance companies and federal mm -hmm. flood insurance and stuff so it, sort of just a, a lark of an idea and a suggestion from a friend but that friend was like he goes what is an interview and i was like oh i'll play along what he goes two people lying to each other for the for the benefit of one of them uh, i totally see him lives. saying that <laughs> i was like okay All right, it's like a it. first date an interview <laughs> like a first date. also been a long fucking time since i've been on a first date so exactly the reason why i'm so rusty at it but the thing is it wasn't with a person right the whole uh, whole thing here was i i i got into it where they do something from a company called higher view Mm -hmm. Where you have to sit down at your computer or you could use your phone. I chose not to use my phone. But they have video questions that you're video recorded answering. And these questions are designed in a way that you're supposed to, they're supposed to be able to extrapolate a lot of things from what you say, which I'm sure is true. 
right? But for me, it was absolutely odd as fuck to be video recording cold. the answers to these questions. Well, and they're not really that. But th here's my issue. Here was my issue with it. The two things I think about are there's in almost any job where I worked on a team, let's say I had worked in retail for the last 15 years and I went to this job and said, yeah, and just use my retail experience, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's going to be a lot more that is shared in terms of communication terminology between working in groups, working under different rules, having to work with different systems or systems being changed. You're in a corporate structure on some level that, that's identifiable to whoever it is that's going to be watching these videos or in my mind, sort of pertaining to what they can extrapolate out of that person's answers. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's because it's a different industry. My answers were, you know, I think there's a bit of an obstacle between the person who's worked in a corporate structure and is evaluating these answers for something. And these answers are coming from, it was my business, right? <laughs> like I had yeah. to go and find the leads. I had to establish the agreement. I had to keep those commitments. I had to stick with, you know, uh, code guidelines. I had to know what those guidelines were. If in cases I had to have inspections to follow. So some of these questions were difficult to, to just try to make an answer. I don't want to say I was dumbing anything down, but I was trying to use more words to explain it in a you way. You were overthinking it. In a way I was, but it's because I don't know. I don't know how else to translate what was go, what I was trying to say to them. So right. even when they said, tell me about yourself. You know, you can say, oh, I'm a hardworking, team-oriented person. And, you know, I'm the right candidate for this job. That's what they tell you. That's what the whole hire view system is for. And so you want to talk about overthinking it. I, of course, am Googling uh, the, the website for this company. And they give you material. They give you practice right. material. They give you videos to watch on YouTube that are Keywords. total cringe. Mm -hmm. I mean, the video, the video is is cringe worthy uh but they're i mean they're a business for a reason they're good at what they do mm -hmm. so you know tell me about yourself and then like you were saying uh keywords like if they say why do you want this job like on the hire view website it'll sit there and tell you be sure to look up the wikipedia page for this employer and find out you know so there there's a script they want you to piece together right yeah. this is a fortune and that's how they weed company. people out yeah yeah and so it, it it just kind of got into that that place where I went through. Needless to say, I, I did overthink it at first. I got through my practice answers, uh, went through a lot of preparation, and then took this uh, interview where <laughs> the fucking hilarious thing was out of the 12 or 15 examples or versions of these questions that they give you to practice on. Oh God. When you finally <laughs> get there, it's not the same question. It's not even near the same That's question. That's how my test was. Yeah. yeah, it's not even near the same thing. And so you just kind of do what you are, what you feel is right at that moment, which like right. to the point, it would have been almost better if I had gone in cold, mm -hmm. right? Because you end up in a moment where you have one, maybe two chances to record something. You're like, I don't and, know what to say. 
Well, it's, it's not even that. It's that you have this ambition to want to put together what you had practiced with. Like, oh, if I get a question about when I had to give bad news, I had a situation in my mind that I knew I wanted to apply there. Right. So if a question's similar where when did you receive bad news, but you finished the job anyway, then mm -hmm. my brain is like looking at a virtual Rubik's cube going, how can I work in that same fucking story? But right. it doesn't work. I need, to, uh, you know, <laughs> so I was, I didn't stumble in what, in what I said. Um, but I went through you, it. This is where childhood pageantry would have helped you. It would have prepared <laughs> you for this. I want to create world peace. <laughs> Why do you want this job? I want world peace. And I think <laughs> you'll help me do it. Yeah. Hey, listen, I've never done an interview where I didn't get a job offer after. And I have a lot of that to think. Listen, Pageants me for. neither. This is the <laughs> first time. It used to be at one point in time, I worked in retail and I never had any issue ever and I, and and before getting recruited i would go and find a job i wanted and i would have that sort of experience where i would interview person to person mm -hmm. um but those are jobs that had to do with sales primarily right. and i i just i'm not going for the same kind of job anymore right. i also think it's a different animal that's that's part of what i was getting at i totally don't think i really did terribly on the interview needless to say i didn't get the job i probably fucking sucked who oh. knows I don't think I did suck. What I do think is I like what's my both sides of the ego, right? The id and the ego. Mm -hmm. So one half of me says I'm too high risk and not worth it because they're going to think I'm not going to do well in a corporate structure and just up and decide to go independent again. Right. Which I mean, let's be fair. Once you have that experience, that is sort of on your mind. Exactly. Like if I had to work for a terrible pain in the ass situation and they were like, you need to fall in line. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. I'm, you were right. I'm high risk. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to go back <laughs> to doing what I'm doing to you. No sweat. Right. You're, you did really good at your job. Kind of. I think, yeah. I don't know. You know, <laughs> then you walk away. Uh, maybe, maybe I also might not be that I might, you know, I, I don't have the, the recent experience of working in groups like those, I think of things that had it against me, at least not ones that I wasn't in charge of. Or right? maybe there were the, just the other people that had better, better candidates. resumes and yeah. Maybe that wouldn't ask for as much money. Experienced. <laughs> no, but I'm, actually had too, like the work I mean, experience that, that they, they didn't have to waste the time to train because All they're taking a chance reasons. with you. Yeah. I find it more funny that I didn't get it than anything. Then you um, should just open an OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll interview four people. They can just use it that way. Just hire <laughs> me and I'll do it. <laughs> no, but it was, a, it was a new experience for me to have to answer those kinds of questions. And it, the, the other thing I thought was, you know, clearly there's a stigma about the industry of construction, though. Because the most common small business construction that you see that's beneath new home builder, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have those kinds of companies. You have people that do additions and specialized additions. But under that, you see uh, full-on kitchens or flooring or paint or drywall. It's right. very 
focused. Not very often do you see like uh, there's not a lot of those small businesses out there that are doing a lot of the remodeling of an interior of a home. And a lot of people, the first thing they think about is like Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have a television show, most of the time you're thinking of a guy who a lot of people have a stigmatic opinion of, right? Like if 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 you hear about, I, I know that when I was maybe 10, 15 years ago, somebody was asking me what I was doing and I was just starting my business. And I was like, oh, you know, it's a small remodeling company. And their reaction was construction, bro. You know, like this, oh, like, mine you know what I like, mean? Like trading spaces. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, they, I, I, well, not too far off. I thought they had an image from the, like the last two minutes of office space. Uh. Right. Like, like it was me and my buddy just breaking rocks. And I was like, fucking a man. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the drywall at the Las Colinas. <laughs> McDonald's, you know, like, I mean, that's, that's exactly what I knew they saw. And I've laughed it off because I was like, okay, bro, whatever. Right. Yeah. But I, I knew I wanted to, and that's part of what, one of the answers, which was a really weird moment because they ask you in one of the video questions with tell us about something that you did that was new and difficult. And so after, you know, I live in new Orleans now before hurricane Katrina, I lived in Arizona and well after hurricane Katrina, but when hurricane Katrina hit the city, it sort you know, something like that happens like hurricane Ida last year recently happened here. There's so many properties that are damaged mm-hmm. that it's difficult. There's just not enough professionals to do the job quickly. Right. And, the ones that are there, they'll flood the area from Texas and from other air, other states, even as far up as Minnesota. People, mm-hmm. Contractors, people who have that kind of experience will come down and, you know, rent out a hotel room for a month or whatever and try to get as much work because for them it's insurance money. But then the expenses just go up. The cost goes up. Right. So getting normal things that would, you know, we're talking... 200% inflation, like out of nowhere. And it's really difficult. And there's a lot of controversy, a lot of crazy, sad shit where people don't own up to their end of the bargain. And that point in time, my sister had a home in, and had, still has this home in Metairie, Louisiana, which is like a suburb of New Orleans. <clears throat> and that was under, I want to say like between four and five feet, definitely four feet of water down her street. So half her house was filled Mm -hmm. with water. My cousin's house too, which is in a totally different area that was crazy. It was right where the barge had come over the levee and like this whole area neighborhood was like, it was incredible to see the water damage. And his house looked like somebody had dropped in a washing machine. Like things, things were the kind of disheveled and, and randomly dispersed in a way that just couldn't have been staged without a lot of planning. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was unbelievably, it's just hard to describe. And so, um, I, I came to new Orleans. I slept in the guest room of a rental property that one of my sisters had rented and we were staying in. And I worked on that house for like four and a half months with my now brother-in-law at that point. What a, what a crazy moment for a, a new relationship. Right. Right. 
And this guy, this newish boyfriend is like, yeah, I'll work on your house. And he Mm -hmm. had some experience and I had some experience and he had more experience than I did on a lot at that point in time. So it was like a, like a crash course apprenticeship. And the whole area was all about, it was very community, right? You helped your neighbors. I helped my, at my cousin's rental property. I helped at my sister's house and you touch on a bunch of different things. So you're not just doing one thing. And that shit was awesome. You know, and I, and I was, I just could see how many people were getting overcharged. I mean, like crazy and just desperate. So I went back to Arizona and started a business to find those crazy people. No, I'm just kidding. To give a fair <laughs> price and, and to do some creative stuff if I could. And Arizona, that area of Arizona, Tucson, Phoenix, I mean, look, it's, you get a lot of retirees and a lot mm-hmm. of engineers and a yep. lot of nurses and doctors and a lot of sunshine, a lot of outdoor kitchens, a lot of new patios, a lot of uh, old homes that are needing to be renovated. And I, you know, it all worked out that way, you know, that, but, but to some other people, they think of construction. They, they don't, it's those two things. It's either you're super popular and have an Instagram presence and everybody can see you putting ship lap on everything or <laughs> stupid shit. or <laughs> or you're the guy that you know is it always looks dirty and look if you work enough construction you do you, God, you get those guys stuff look on so you. sexy sometimes though but i'm just saying you do you do you you sweat you get sawdust on you or dirt or whatever yeah and you know that is help not them, for everybody it's certainly help them not pick a the sawdust out of their eyes but so that's what i think i think about those guys that are looking at that video interview and hearing about my job experience or the way that I'm answering these questions because of that long-term job experience. And that's who they're thinking about. Right? They're thinking, well, they're oh, that dirty dude. Service to themselves really, because, you know, some to, to be like a, what's the word I'm looking for? To advocate. be a, yeah. Advocate. Like just because you do like a blue, collar job doesn't mean you're any less of a person well you know, I, some of those I, I contractors are hard workers you're and losing out on a great fuck. candidate you yeah not, you're you're pigeonholing somebody yeah in a way nobody likes to be pigeonholed you could and miss I out don't on know the that perfect candidate for your job listen let me tell you about my my grand awakening about it if i had known that my wife found it sexier when i am filthy building something for <laughs> her in the house than any time I've ever been flawless looking perfect in a suit. Like I guarantee you she's never had feels greater than when she's walked in the door and I've got my like sawhorses on and a table and a, a miter <laughs> saw, you know? And I'm like, I think I was cutting two by sixes for this, for like resupporting the lanai and I was replacing a stud, like really simple, easy stuff and stuff I can do in my sleep. So I'm pretty quick at it. And mm-hmm. she just thought that was hot, which mm-hmm. I'm all about, but I had no fucking clue. This is just more of this. How did, why did people think the way they did about me in high school? If I would have known, I just would have carried around a bag of sawdust, just throwing it <laughs> on me at the right time. You had you know, I just got done moment. sawing something. <laughs> <laughs> 
pulls a chair true, in the man. middle of the hallway and throws some sawdust up in the air and she just <laughs> bends on the chair. Flash dance. That's my moment. Yeah, I would totally <laughs> screw it up. I'd throw up the sawdust and go rolling by on my Heelys with my jazz hands. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. The Heelys. <laughs> I know. They're, they're perfect. But I think, that, I think that's something to say, though, because, you know, like a, a job doesn't know your talents just based off of, you know, some pre-recorded questions. Well, for my sucky. first video interview, it was one of those things where it didn't i i don't think there's any way to like for me to for somebody that's in a similar position trying to make an industry change because mm-hmm. it's a totally different world right it's going right. to a different place whatever it is and those were my two interests right the things that i thought that i could do like if i could do i mean it'd be great if i could use my experience for something but that doesn't mean i want to go into like a a an office setting for a construction company. I kind of right. just want to do something else. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's either go back to school, which you could do. I don't mind that. There are some places that have struck up my interest. If somebody would pay for my education as a pharmaceutical tech, I'd totally go into that. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I live with a nurse who had chronic pain issues and has had several different meds because of surgery or whatever that they were getting through. She'd been injured a couple of times. I've had to get on board with understanding basic things enough to where I know I'm interested and I know mm-hmm. I could use my, uh, my skill set in a different way there, whether that's management or organizational or whatever it is that, that comes along with that job description. But in, in tapping into it, I think a video interview doesn't suit somebody making an industry change. Because you've got a time limit and those questions Mm -hmm. are really meant for those trigger words to get across and not to see where you're, where you're sort of applicable. Um, But Hey, it was a weird and funny and interesting experience. experience. I totally didn't. um, I I think I just replied with a thank you for the. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, definitely. But I did get an email response from a person, like the person who reviewed the video. Oh, was like, yeah, which was I didn't expect that. Like, I expected the same sort of uh, a like computer generated. Yeah. Yeah. You were not chosen for this job. (laughs) Please be depressed. It's almost like if you were thinking in the moment, like you could thank you for the opportunity. What could I what do you think I could have, you know, done better? Because it's better to ask those questions than. You know what well, I'm that's the interesting thing, right? The The reply I got was, thank you for the interest. You know, we don't think that this you're suitable for the position available, mm-hmm. but we wanted to thank you for your time. Um, and in there said, I can't, like, all, like, without me asking, had already offered up the line of no, nothing specific about your responses that I could tell you, but if you'd like more information about why you weren't considered for the position please feel free to email me and i I, done that (laughs) well so i did i replied and said yeah i did and uh i you know i I said you know why don't you like me i'm just kidding well no what i stated was that i thought that that first line was helpful for me Mm -hmm. right nothing specific to outline right and i and the response i got was really kind of what i'm touching on without doing the guy any and or doing the person any injustice is you know it was generally about 
that there probably was a better candidate. Like, that's not what they were going to say. Right. <laughs> like, why didn't you pick me? Because somebody was better. I just wanted to tell you that directly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no qualms. You were great. But this guy, just way better for the job. Um, no, they they weren't very specific other than what we were already talking about. With uh, short of there being a different candidate that was better for the position, I just didn't mm -hmm. have the direct work experience, and I don't. That really sucks. You know, it Sorry. does. Don't be no. But look, at least like you got, said, at least you got the experience. Have you thought about joining yeah. LinkedIn? <laughs> LinkedIn? LinkedIn? No. It, no. LinkedIn. I, Is it I'm, LinkedIn or LinkedIn? No, it's LinkedIn. I just oh, okay. like calling it LinkedIn. I think oh. I got that from YMH though. <laughs> I think I stole that from. I was like, have I been saying it wrong? I'm like, okay, <laughs> I should have let you run with that. Am I the asshole? <laughs> no, no, I'm definitely the asshole. No, I haven't gone full torch on it. And I think that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a, a comfortable position where it's not something I need to do. It's something I want right. to do. Yeah. You know, there is a ton of work in this area right now. Um, just still recovering from Hurricane Ida. It's not a, a huge concern for where we're at. It's just one of those things that I, I think when when I think about the possibility of moving to a new city, mm -hmm. I'd rather have something that I can take with me to that new city. That makes sense. Right. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I, I know now that, you know, getting started in a new city, what I did in Arizona from starting in 2006-ish, seven, and it took years through a housing crisis. So there was some luck and there was some hard work and mm -hmm. it ended up where I got a really good loyal bubble yeah. of clientele. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that carried for a long time, but doing that over in a new city is a different beast. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't get super easier when you're you have in a small to rebuild. business. Mm -hmm. You have to start from nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I know that at some point we'll leave new Orleans and wherever I go, I man, I can tell you right now, I'm not going to do it. I'm not into that starting my own business thing. And mm -hmm. I'd like to have some other avenue, whatever that is. You know, you believe me, I'll announce it here first. The, whether I'm uh, doing claims adjustment for whatever company or whether it's some other thing I haven't thought of yet, maybe uh, super game tester to the stars. Maybe that would I'll, be cool. Because uh, <laughs> then you could hook me up with the knows? PR boxes. Yeah, who knows what it'll be. But, you know, you get the idea is that if ever you mm -hmm. always want to have a backup. Yeah. You know, something that you can depend on. So. Yeah, because I always think about that. I'm like, if I wasn't a nurse. Or maybe you I get burned out. Like, dude, I mean, like throughout the pandemic and all the shit you've had to work through, plus having mm -hmm. to work with assholes. I mean, nurses get burnt. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've lost a ton of nurses over the last, mm -hmm. what, six months because of the yeah. pandemic? Yeah, that's why you're seeing everybody go away from bedside. Yeah, because they don't want to get ridiculed, yelled at. Mm -hmm. So easy yeah. to lose your it's so easy to lose your license and the things that some of these hospitals are making you do. Yeah, it it's 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 a weird world out there and it gives me a whole new respect for those people who are not only working in those sort of daily grind situations but also trying to make a jump from you know, being independent has its own set of stresses and difficulties and, you know, you get in your own comfort zone there too. And you get getting into a new industry is um, 
humbling, right? Because mm-hmm. you do either way. I guess that's my point where we'll maybe end on for this episode is it's always starting from scratch. Unless you stick with that industry through and change the employer, that's one thing. Okay. But if you do it like I, you know, you can't go and be independent for a little bit and then try to get back into that same structured environment without it having to be some level of start from scratch. And cause you're, True. you're a novice, you know, you're still, you got something to learn. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, I, but I, I, I'm excited about that opportunity. Like if let's say there was a certification program I had to go to the same is true about working on homes. You know, it's just a license that you have to get certified to have and pay yes, for. Yes, and you and have to have a license for. for it to count. So, you know, it's, I, I mean, I'm up for any certification process. But again, I don't think that there are a lot of people who know that, right? So if mm-hmm. you're interviewing somebody that is new into that industry, they may not put it together that there's there those going for a certification process takes time and education. That's all part of the world of construction that a lot of layman people look past. It's a, it's a career. And I think Mike Rowe, who, you know, was made famous by what dirty jobs, mm-hmm. which I still watch re- reruns of, he's out there sort of saying the same thing, right? That you can, that's one of those things that I think a lot of people who, maybe went to college and have college debt, but didn't have a job in their industry. Like Mm -hmm. those guys would have been helped if somebody came along and said, Hey, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a welding business because you'll make six figures. You can can do what you love. It doesn't always have to be the bank and the executive position and the office with the window. You know, there's all kinds of ways to succeed. I just think, you know, that's one of the only stigmas I think I carry never occurred to me until I'm trying to, put my resume out there because you know i don't know how people see that i think like you were saying they could see me as the dude that's uh dirty with sawdust everywhere it depends <laughs> on you know how much they like ship lap <laughs> god maybe they'll think of chip gains who uh, who knows we'll who knows probably the property brothers oh man i could talk about that see that kind of i'm okay so you're getting me one so that show will sometimes drive me up the wall because i'm like a backseat driver on some of the things that they're doing like i'll, mm-hmm. I'll call out and they're like that tile's not going to work on that floor <laughs> and like <laughs> right. halfway through the episode the two of them are sitting there looking absolutely clean like yeah. they haven't done any work and, and both they really of them are like haven't. wow they're just hosts. something dramatic turn of events this tile won't work in this area so we're gonna have to make a quick change it's like yeah and you're like i, I mean, told you I told you shake my fist at the TV. Yeah, that they can but look, what do I know? He's marrying Zoe Deschanel, so maybe he knows what he's doing, right? Or he's already married. No, they're not married. They're not married yet? The other brother's married and just had a baby. Oh, you know too much about them. I used to be in love with them. For real? Cuz the yeah. twins, you have a twins fantasy? Uh yeah. I think Sick. that's what it was. The sawdust and the twins. Uh, the, you've never seen saw. Well, I guess they, they do swing a hammer here. I guess every 10 seconds for the first five minutes and yeah. a demo, right? They kick a wall and then I'm like, whoo. <laughs> I will tell you, being a contractor in somebody's home who doesn't know a lot about it, they think you're, they, they confuse those timelines. 
right? Like they see an episode of whatever their favorite show is. And for them, it's a half an hour or an hour long episode. And maybe somewhere on there, it'll say week eight and everything's done. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you guys don't realize there are 40 people that aren't Mm -hmm. on camera. Yeah. That are doing all, like they'll show you the sort of the leads of them doing something, but there's a lot of people. Not all shows are like that, but some of them are. And, and that can be hard when you're in somebody's home and they're like, so how long is this going to take? And you tell them and they're like, well, you know, they're just like stunned. It takes 30 minutes on TV. <laughs> right. Well, don't you guys have some other people? It's like, well, not, not without making you pay a lot more money. Yeah. And we got to wait for those cabinets to get in. Like, yeah. And that's hard too. You know, people get into a, a place where they want, they've made their decisions. It's hard to tell them they're going to have to wait. Yeah. That's like got to be the weeks. worst. We'll get started in six weeks. See you then. That sucks. Or a month, you know, Mm -hmm. if you you do something that's good, a month. Rough. Anyway, I'm sure we've talked enough about it. I think everybody gets the point. If you work for a company, unfortunately, nowadays, it's going to involve your social media. I'm learning that on the fly. Uh, Video interviews kind of suck, but I get the point. But Mm -hmm. it's not really inclusive for people who are trying to jump one industry into another. And Jack Del Rio is clearly either really a dumbass or just so passionate that he didn't give a shit about how it would affect his locker room. I think it's a dumbass, but yeah, we'll go with the dumbass part. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you, Becky. That was fun. Was. You made me feel better about not getting this job. I went to the stupid job interview on. You're too good for him anyway. That's right. Talk I was him. too good for them. That's why I was too perfect. <laughs> they were scared. Perfect. They were scared. <laughs> they just scared didn't know how to handle somebody over. as good as me, you know? Exactly. Exactly. They didn't have enough dollars and bills. No, man. I, I don't know why. I'm sure it's a blessing in disguise, but the experience was funny as shit. It's been good to get it off my chest. Now I can move on. I'm glad. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. This has been the BBX episode 62. Moving along. Looking forward to episode 100 someday. Brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network, which is a product of Area 42 Studios and Sound. More about that soon. We hope you've enjoyed the show and come back for another episode. See you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.